Hey everyone, this is Amber Smith. Welcome to the Coachpreneur Podcast. It has been a little bit, and in this episode, I will catch you up on my behind the scenes in my life, in my family life, <laughs> what we've been doing, and how I've been staying sane. And then I'm going to transition after I catch you up on my life into the five lessons I have from my chaos that you can apply to your business. And I'm really excited to share those things. So let's cue the music and let's get started. Coaches like us start our businesses from scratch. Most of us have no formal education or training in business, but we do have a heart to help others with our passion and skill, and we want to make good money doing it. This podcast is for people who find themselves in that unique position when becoming a great coach requires us to become great entrepreneurs. The big question is, how? This podcast is the answer. My name is Amber Smith. Welcome to the Coachpreneur Podcast. Okay, so I am just going to jump into this because I have a lot to share. Um, Many of you know that I moved and my husband is working with the same company, but they moved projects. So he works for Mortensen Construction and he was working in Colorado where we were currently living. We only lived there for six months because before that we lived in Nevada. (laughs) And so anyway, we had been living in Colorado for about six months and hit that's when COVID-19 hit um, and a lot has changed in his company. They asked if he'd be willing to move to Utah to work on this Facebook data center project. And um, Utah is actually in the middle of our two families. So my family lives in Colorado and his family lives in Nevada. So it made sense. We kind of always thought we'd end up here because there's a lot of projects in his company. Um, And so we had been looking kind of to the future, knowing that might be somewhere where we ended up. And it just came a lot faster than we thought. And to throw another wrench in our little plan, I'm also seven months pregnant. I think many of you know that as well. And so we (laughs) decided just to go for it. And it was pretty smooth. Thankfully, the company paid us to move us. So they sent movers, they packed us and moved us and unloaded. Um, We're done unpacking now. Life is feeling a lot more normal. And because I'm a stay-at-home mom, you know, a lot of this business stuff got put on hold while we moved, while we transitioned, while my girls needed more emotional support than normal, especially at night because there's new bedrooms and, you know, all the fun stuff that goes into uprooting your life and starting fresh. And that being said, I, I'm super grateful. I think I had so much help. My in-laws watched the girls while we moved. My mom helped me clean. Um, I got to drive from Colorado to Utah with my sister and her friend, and it's been really smooth. So I feel super blessed in that way um, because it could have been a lot crazier than it was. And I know that for, I got had a lot of people reach out to me about being pregnant and finding a new OB and, you know, not being able to be physically <laughs> active enough to pick up heavy boxes and things like that. But I couldn't be happier with how things went. I think things are super smooth. And I'm really excited to jump back into my business. And I just want to say that you get to design your business the way that you want. Um, I still worked with my clients throughout this time, but I really wasn't super active on social media or my podcast. And that was on purpose. I really wanted to be like awake. And I don't say that word like awake, like from sleep, but like present, I guess, to the transition. I really wanted to be attentive to what my girls needed, what my husband needed. 
And I'm just so grateful for a business that allows me to do that. And I have told my clients this too, that I give you permission to have the same thing. Like you don't have to have this Instagram perfect business if you don't think it's the right time. Um, you don't need to be making six figures if it's not the right time. Like for me, I don't think I'll ever give up being a stay-at-home mom because that's what I really want. And I love being able to work from home on my terms. And I really remembered that blessing and that gift that I have and that opportunity that I have with my business. I can still make money and take a break. <laughs> and so I've I've really been reflecting on that. And as I've been reflecting, um, I came up with some lessons for you guys that I'm pretty excited about. And it's five, like I said, it's five lessons from my chaos for your business. And that's the title of this episode um, because I kind of wanted to condense it down. And so the first lesson I have for you is peace is found within. And of course, I had a lot of chaotic, well, what other people might call chaotic events in my life. But I can honestly say I felt peace throughout the whole time. I felt peace about the decision. I felt peace about leaving my doctor that I love in Colorado to come here to the unknown. Um, Leaving my family was not easy, but I ultimately had peace the whole time because number one, I had my own back. And I want to give that gift to you. In your business, no matter what decision you make, if you choose to have your own back, no matter what, you're going to feel peace. And I can tell you that from my personal experience in business, but also in life as well, because I choose to have my own back, no matter what, I know that it's going to be okay, even if things don't go as planned, even if things fall apart, even if things do go as planned, I have my own back and that will give you peace now. And it also will give, like, allow you to make decisions to move forward. And so wherever you're at, choose to have your own back, like have your own back about the offer you're going to make, have your own back about, you know, the people you hire or maybe the clients you take on, or, you know, if you're going to try something new, like maybe you're trying to sell one-off sessions instead of a package right now or whatever it is, choose to have your own back, no matter what result you create. And that will give you the courage to move forward and to take action. Even if you're not ready, even if it feels like it's a little scary because it's unknown, um, I really think that choosing to do that will allow you to move forward. And that's how I felt about the move. And that's what I want to offer you for your business as well. Number two, focus on what you can control, release what you can't. This is just a good life lesson, but especially for business, I think for many of you guys, you're getting caught in the results and focused on trying to create results that you can't really imagine or can't really believe in. And, um, And that's easy to do because results are a little bit out of our control. Some things are out of our control, right? You can't control if Susie says yes on your consult. You can, but there are things you can do on the consult. And that's what I'm talking about, the things that you can control. And so what I really want to talk about in this little segment is binary action. I've been talking about this with my inner circle um, about how to choose binary action and work backwards so that you can choose binary action that leads to your inevitable success. And so when I say binary action, I mean either you did it or you didn't. It was a yes or a no, a check or no check mark, if that makes sense. And so some examples that I thought of is like, did you make an offer today? Yes or no. Did you send the email with a call to action? Yes or no. And then what you can do is reverse engineer whatever goals or results you're trying to create 
um, that you have in your business, you work backwards and then choose binary action that will make that result inevitable. So for example, if you want to schedule 10 consults in the next two weeks, how many people would you have to talk to to make that inevitable? You know, some people might say 20 people, or maybe you need to make 30 offers, something like that. Once you know your numbers, this is a lot more powerful, but hopefully you get what I'm saying. And then you can break that down. Okay, so if I need to talk to 30 people, that means I need to start five conversations every single day. That's that's what I'm talking about when I say binary action. Either you did it or you didn't. Did you send five DMs today? Did you send the email with a call to action with a link to schedule that free call, right? It's either a yes or a no. And that's, I think, the best way I can describe focusing on what you can control in business is binary action. Like, are you doing the things that actually move the needle that you can actually like say, yes, I did that and then do it again tomorrow. (laughs) Right. And so if you have a pen and paper or something, just jot down some ideas that when you heard me say that, what came to your mind, what kind of binary action can you take to move your business forward, to make your results inevitable? This can get really exciting because once you know, okay, all I have to do is talk to 50 people in the next six months, right? Like new people, well, go to work on that. Like, did you talk to a new person today? And it just like will propel you forward. It'll keep the momentum. And it'll also like clear your brain of drama (laughs) because either you did it or you didn't. And you'll get better in time. That's something that will just come naturally. But for the time being, you can just feel good about the progress and the steps that you're taking. Okay, so that was number two. Focus on what you can control, release what you can't. Um, Number three, you can always come back. And I really felt this strongly while I was moving and transitioning my family life here um, because I took a lot of breaks and I stepped away from a lot of things and I didn't judge myself for it. I didn't, uh, I don't know, I didn't feel like I was behind because we're not in a race. (laughs) Um, Like there's a lot of metaphors for life and life as a race is not one of them for me. Life is maybe a dance, life is a game, but not a race. And so I never feel like I can't come back from taking a break. And I know a lot of you are moms that listen to this. And I just want to offer that that's really important to know, especially as family life stuff comes up or, you know, you're caught off guard or you're starting, you can always come back and you don't have to compare yourself to the seven figure earners that you follow on social media who don't take breaks because their marketing scheduled or they have a team behind them or whatever. Like you're allowed to have a day and give yourself that permission to take the break, to rest, to reflect or whatever, and then come back when you're ready. Um, never sacrifice your, your real life for your business, fake Instagram life ever, in my opinion. Someone else might tell you something different. Now I will say this might be a podcast for a different time. I still believe in doing the work and, um, identifying things that you can do. Of course, like I just talked about binary action, um, I think that there are things that we should commit to and I don't think we should bail on ourselves. The way that I test this out is like, do I like my reasons for taking a break? Like, am I taking a break because I'm scared or confused or am I taking a break because I want intentional time with my family, right? Those are two very different things. And the more honest you can be with yourself, the more you're going to have direction on when it's time to take a break, when it's time to come back, if it, if you don't need really need a break, et cetera. Okay. So if you've taken a break, maybe it's time to come back and it's never too late. You can always do it. (laughs) Okay. And number four, 
ask for it. And this is in regards to my my sweet husband, Wesley, who is very attentive to my needs and wants to be helpful. Um, all I really, like this sounds crazy, but all I really have to do is ask him politely, kindly, and use specific things that I want done in my language. <laughs> so for example, like if I want him to move the boxes from the basement to the front room, that was like a real example in our life. Like they were taking up the space. All I had to do was ask him for it. And so the lesson I want to offer you for your business is, are you asking for what you want explicitly, simply, clearly, frequently? Um, And what I mean by that is like, are you asking for the sale? Are you asking for people to sign up for the consult? Are you asking for people to DM you with questions? How often are you actually asking for what you want? You know, when you think about you want to sign a client, are you asking people to sign up for that free call, that mini session or that strategy session? Are you asking people to DM you with questions about that coaching package that you're selling, right? Don't be afraid to ask for what you want. And I think, especially as women, we, we kind of tuck that away and um, we're afraid to ask for what we want, but that is how you get what you want. Weird how that works, right? (laughs) And so, um, you know, what do you need to ask for from your audience this week? Do you need to ask them to review your podcast? Do you need to ask them to sign up for a free session with you? Do you need to ask them to buy the little course you're selling? Whatever it is, um, ask them. Ask them a lot with love (laughs) and don't be ashamed of it. And you might just get what you want. Number five and the final one of this podcast is begin with the end in mind. And that's a quote from Stephen Covey who wrote Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which is an excellent, excellent book. Um, and so basically the idea is that you think about where you're going, you know, you don't go into the woods without a map. You don't like, I didn't drive from Colorado to Utah without knowing like the direction I was going. I didn't just hop on the freeway, mindlessly drive and get here. I knew I was where I was driving. And so the same is true about your business. If you don't know where you're going, if you can't visualize what you want to create, how will you know what to do? How will you know what steps to take on a daily basis to lead you closer to that vision. And so as I was moving, I kind of had to have this vision for my house. Like, what do I want my bedroom to look like? Like, where do I want the the forks and the knives if I'm cooking, right? Like even simple things. I had to picture it first in my brain so that I could take the steps to get there. And that's true about your business 100%. Do you know what you want to create in the next year? Do you know where you're headed in the next five years? And maybe that changes, but at least it gives you a direction for now. You know, if you know you want to be full time by the kids, by the time your your kids are in school, like that's my goal. (laughs) Um, You can borrow it. I know that I have to have an audience. I know that I have to have some systems in place to make that possible. I know I need practice. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm practicing. I'm selling. I'm building my audience. I'm trying to serve my clients, but on a smaller scale than I know I will want to do it one day because I want to go full-time when my kids are in school. You know, for you, maybe your kids are already in school and you're trying to be a fully booked coach. Maybe that's 20, 10 or 20 clients. I don't know, whatever it is for you, but only you can know you, but you have to connect to that vision. Like, what are you trying to get to? Like, how will you know you got there? (laughs) If you don't know how, if you don't know you got there, you might feel like crap a lot of the time because you don't know what you're doing is successful or not. And so I highly recommend like take a day, 
to do this and write what you want for your business. What kinds of things, and don't let your critic come out. Just be the visionary for a little bit. What do you want to create? What kinds of results do you want to have? Um, I think this can be a really powerful exercise, especially if you're excited and get like, um, I don't know, kind of kid-like in how you make these goals and don't try to be realistic. Don't try to be, you know, the how person, like don't try to figure out how yet, just decide what you want. You know, start with uh, this year. It's June. So let's say we'll even do six months, do it for six months. Like in December, 2020, what kinds of results do you want to have in June, 2021? What kinds of things do you want to have created? And then in five years, like what's the vision? That way, you know where you're headed. Um, and I think it will give you more clarity if you really let like the dreamer in you come out. So many of you crush your dreams before you even like write it down because you're trying to, you know, make it realistic or try to understand the how that's possible or whatever. But what it does is it limits you right now. And I've done this to myself so many times. This is why I can speak to it. I try to, you know, vision, envision something, but the inner critic in me or like the skeptic in me comes down and is like, but you can't do that. Or, but how is that even possible? Like, you don't even know how to hire a team or, you know, you know what I mean? Um, things like that, that totally limit me <laughs> um, in the now. And so what I've done is just really get connected to my creative self. And I think you should do the same. Um, take a fresh sheet of paper, like go somewhere beautiful, get out of your daily routine and just dream a little like, and then like, I'd like to journal, what do I want to create and just write and write and write and see what comes up and do be really meticulous about not judging yourself. Like if you notice those thoughts creep in, just stop it and get back to the vision and start dreaming about what you want your life and business to be like. Um, that way you can be like Stephen Covey says is begin with the end in mind And then you can work backwards and reverse engineer everything that you want. And I think that's what the most successful people do. They start with what they want and then they work backwards. They don't ask themselves like, what's possible in a realistic way? You know, what can I realistically create? Like, that's not what they do. They start with a big dream and then they take little steps every day towards it um, to get it closer and closer. And I think that's really powerful um, for all of us. So those are my lessons for you. I'll just review them really quick. One, peace is found within. And this is true for all parts of your life and business. But I think as an entrepreneur, we're especially prone to feeling overwhelmed and chaotic. So remember that peace is within you. It's not some result out there. Um, number two, focus on what you can control. Release what you can't. This is where I mentioned binary action. Um, number three, you can always come back. And I love that, especially if you're new and burned out. You can always come back. Number four, ask for it. Ask for what you want. Be specific. Be clear. Frequently bring it up to your audience. Like, do you want the sale? You got to ask for it, right? And then number five, begin with the end in mind. Those are all lessons that I had been thinking about as I moved and as I'm finishing the move and that maybe you could benefit from too. Um, I'm excited to be back. Thank you for your patience and for being here, for listening. I appreciate you and I will see you next time.